Beyond the Baseline is brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. Enter the promo code BEYOND, B-E-Y-O-N-D, at FanDuel.com for a bonus match of up to $200. We're also brought to you by the SeatGeek app, the easiest way to find a great deal. Pay for your ticket and get to your seat. Download the SeatGeek app. Enter our code BEYOND for $20 off your first tickets. We've been given this opportunity to give um, like a first uh, first intake on what's really happening with you. So it's you know breaking news <laughs> comes from Twitter from your Instagram. So um, I love to share that part of my life, and I still believe people. Um, don't know Vika so much off the court. Yeah. You want them to? I would love to. I think that they might be a little surprised. Hey everyone, John Wertheim here. This week's Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. We have a special in studio guest. In this beautiful studio we have here, we should periscope this so people can see our plush surroundings. Victoria Azarenka, Vika, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love your. I love this studio. It's amazing. The view, the all-around screens is just super nice. Um, it's a it's future here. Yeah, we've got a smoothie bar. Actually, we have an old poster of Troy Palomalu, uh, baseball glove, and someone's old tennis shoes. But uh, thanks for. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. You're obviously in town for the U.S. Open. You like this town, don't you? I love New York City. I fell in love with it the first time I came here. Um, the atmosphere, the energy, the variety of uh, cultural mixes is just amazing to me. You're in New York physically. Where are you metaphysically? I mean, where It's been a weird, weird year for you. Where, where are you right now? Uh, I'm in New York right now. Metaphysically. In, uh, <laughs> You're in a good um, place. You're... I'm in a great place. Um, I'm very excited. I'm I'm looking forward to play. Um, you know, I just enjoy. I really enjoy my life right now, and um, trying to make the best out of it. Um, had a lot of uh, changes recently in uh, in this year. It's been crazy, but it's um, it's it's for the better right now. I moved into to a new place, which is also super exciting for me. I'm decorating uh, something. I do off uh, off court, you know, something that gets me interested. So, Where, where's this? Uh, in Los Angeles, um, you know, I spend quite a bit of time um, in in the states playing tournaments. So sometimes I wanted to come somewhere to practice and uh, have a place uh, that I can call home. Um, where are you? Where are you in LA? Um, Manhattan Beach. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so you've had you mentioned the word change. Yes. New coach. New coach, new, new agent, team, new, new agent. Team. Uh, yeah. What does that impact on you? Um, I mean, how, how does that play out? I mean, people that happens all the time, right? We have marriages break up, and boyfriends and girlfriends and coaches come and go. What is the impact of that when you're actually on the court? Um, I think it's you know, first few months are always kind of challenging, but um, for me it wasn't hard. It was just an adjustment because. Um, 
you know, looking at my history of people who I work with, there were um, not many. So I I'm always have a long-term uh, relationship with my team. So for me, it was just a lot of adjustment. It was completely different approach from what I um, was used to. And when you um, sometimes take a step back, you can see a bigger picture of what, what's been happening before and you have something to compare it to. Um, and um, all I can say is I'm in a much happier place right now. Is this something that just, whoa, 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 I've got to make a change, or is this just a natural progression? Um, well, my coach situation changed uh, not um, because I wanted to. Um, it was uh, it was his uh, idea to change, So, um, but I respect the decision, and, you know, I always think that whatever happens happens for a reason for and for the better and um you, you at that moment it didn't um i'm not a uh, i think it exists i don't ever wish it on anybody um i just try to um you know live my life and and not really uh, bother with anything else so we were, we were talking before about how you have a friend surfing in tahiti and do you like to surf you live in manhattan beach now but mm-hmm. i'm thinking you know what's going through my head is you you've had these injuries Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, one bad wave, one bad maneuver on a surfboard is not good for tennis. What, what's oh. your – I'm, I'm kind of curious. So what's your relationship with your – I mean, your body sort of your instrument. What's your relationship with your with your body? Well, the, the bad wave, yeah, everything uh, can happen. But I'm actually a very cautious person. I'm, I don't uh, do too many risky things off court. Um, I like adventures, but I'm always very um, – very cautious because I know uh, my life and my body is something that I make my living and something that I enjoy doing. So, um, and over the last year and a half, I had to learn so much about my body, how it's connected to even so much of an emotional state of mind that um, it's been fascinating just to learn to experience that. And I definitely wouldn't have gone through this personal change if I didn't have those injuries. We're taping this, and you are still in the U.S. Open draw. We're not going to talk about the draw because you're one of these types that doesn't want to know who she's playing. But we were talking before. Are you at the point in your career where you're in this to win, and if you're not leaving with the trophy, it's not a successful tournament? Um, It's always a goal to win, and I, I, um, I hate to lose, and I will do anything possible to make sure I... Um, end up with a W after the match. Um, but I just try to look at a little bit calmer, not to put myself so much down and to, after the tournament, if if you do uh, lose, to just take it as a, as a learning lesson and progress on that. Um, because if you, if you put yourself so much down, you'll get crazy and it becomes less, less fun. Um, so I just... When I go into a tournament, I definitely my mindset is to win, and approach day every day to be able to give myself an opportunity to win. Is there a better tennis player than you in the world right now? Um, I think um, Serena is. You do think is, that? I, mean, I don't care about the rankings. I, I mean, in I your can, mind, is there a better player in the world than you right now? I I don't I don't look at it that way. I think she's. By the, you know, you can say by the books. If I'm sitting here and saying, no, she's she's not a better player than me. You look at the statistics and results, and it's really obvious. Um, but the way I feel, I cannot think of somebody else better than me when I go on the court. 
the reason I ask is sometimes you hear, oh, she does, she lacks self-belief and her self-confidence. No, no one ever says, oh, at Azarenka, you know, the strokes are there, but she lacks self-belief. I mean, I think that's one thing people associate with you is this level of confidence that mm-hmm. honestly not every other player has. Well, I wouldn't be where and achieve whatever I have achieved uh, without that because if you look from where I came from, I really had one shot of, of making it. And... Um, and uh, the rest is kind of history, but you have to, you have to have that. Otherwise, um, you lost the match before you even stepped on the court. All right, Vika, hold that thought. I'm going to tell people something about you that they didn't know. You like the NFL, and you are a fan of the Denver Broncos, or so you just told me before we started doing this podcast. But given your passion for football, you'll be interested in this fan duel. FanDuel is the leader in one-week fantasy football. More winners and payouts than any other site. You, Victoria Azarenka, could draft the whole Denver Broncos team. FanDuel pays out over $75 million a week this football season. Entry fees start at just $1. There's a league for everyone, even you, Vika Azarenka. Over a million players have won money playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. Now it's your turn. Just go to the FanDuel.com site, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use our code BEYOND, sign up now. Again, the code is BEYOND, and you'll get a bonus of $200. FanDuel.com, every day is a new season. Try it out today. That includes you, Victoria Azarenka. So even a few weeks later, Nick Kyrgios is a a hot topic in tennis circles. You're... Smiling and rolling your eyes. I didn't roll my eyes. You're not rolling. I didn't roll my eyes. I did smile. I'm not. I'm not going to rope you into this. But I was talking to a player, and he said, "You know, look, what what happened was bad, but you guys don't understand how intense it is out there. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go back and I'll watch film, and I can't believe things I've done and said. I mean, a- Andy Murray yelling at his coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he always sort of has to go and apologize and say, you know, you, you guys know me by now. You know, I'm really fond of you." So here's my question. How, how different are you on the court during a match than you are? I mean, is this, is this a detachment? Is this an extension of you? How different are you during a match than you are right now sitting across from me? Mm, well, I think very different in real life. I am very competitive in no matter what I do if, I'm, if I want to achieve something. But um, in real life, I just am more, way more mellow. I like to have fun. I'm very funny. There is no, not enough space on the court to be funny and to um, just be loose there's when I'm out there it's all about the concentration and I do understand um, the point you know like I experience it every day how intense it is and sometimes um, you are saying stuff that you maybe shouldn't say but you sometimes you're in that bubble that you don't you don't realize what's happening and um, but um, the ultimate I think goal is to make sure that it helps your tennis and um, you try to be the best person possible out there because it's it's a sport. You have um, you are competitive, but you have to respect um, your opponents and people around who, especially people around who are helping you out on the court, helping you out with the ball kids and the umpires. You know, sometimes we are being a little bit hard on them, but you don't mean it. But I think it's it's a part of your 
uh, maturity to be able to be responsible for that and try to take action and, and at least try to change and be um, um, a little bit more respectful. So that's what I do for myself. I don't like to speak how somebody else has to behave or what they should do. I just speak from my own experience and from what I've learned and what I want to change and be better. So this week before the Open, I mean, I think players now, especially of your caliber, are a little reluctant sometimes to play the week before major. Players are in New York, though, and some of it is getting used to the courts and going out to the Open, but some of it also is commercial. And mm-hmm. there's this, I can show you the stream of emails I have. This player's here, and that one's there, and you've been very nice and come visit <laughs> us here. It's, it's a lot of marketing and branding, and it really, to me, has sort of made it, sort of cemented the point that you guys, like it or not, are brands, and mm-hmm. there's this commercial element to being a tennis player. I mean, how, how much does that impact you? How much do you want to be known? How much do you care about image? How much of this is sort of part of your whole occupational requirements these days? Well, I think when you start to play um, tennis as a kid, you don't think that all that is coming with a job, but it, it really is. It's part of your job to... Um, to make your brand, but to me, I look at it as also to have a platform to uh, promote our sport. I'm a huge fan of tennis. I, I um, you know, tennis gave me my life that I'm living right now. So I believe that I have a little bit of um, not obligation, but uh, responsibility to uh, to promote that. Uh, to also, um, you know, uh, interact with fans who are looking for um, some sometimes information and meet, meet and greets it's I think it's just part of part of the job and building the brand is um, I want to have to build my brand that impacts and inspires um, people to play tennis to um, just motivate themselves in life and um, to be the best self uh, uh, versions of themselves whatever they do so um, I think it is um, a side job from what you do on the court, but I um, I like to have fun with it, and um, it's also definitely has been a probably the biggest learning experience to have all these opportunities and uh, media and um, how to build a brand is it was the biggest uh, experience learning experience for me. I was gonna say there might be something you know it's it's a lot different from hitting backhands and forehands, and yeah. there's a social media element, and yeah. there's you know, coming in and meeting strangers and introducing yourself and yeah. you, you present well, but I imagine that's not something you imagined was part of the job. No, it's it's all about communication and personal uh, contact, and that's uh, something you learn a little bit. Um, I love to have uh, more of um, personal contact with people. That's why I do all my social media with the fans. I think um, they appreciate it, and they are like real diehard fans. You know, it's uh, it gives you get, uh, you're you're very active on that. Yeah, I love that. I um, I always thought that is you know we we've been given this opportunity to give um, like a first uh, first intake on what's really happening with you. So it's you know breaking news <laughs> comes from Twitter from your Instagram. So um, I love to share that part of my life, and I still believe people. Um, don't know Vika so much off the court. Yeah, you want them to? I would love to. I think that they might be a little surprised. It's interesting you say that because I feel like social media plays a role in that. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like athletes struggle sometimes with how much 
should I be public and out there and a brand? And how much do I reserve some rights to to privacy? I don't want people necessarily to know what I did this night or what hotel I'm staying or whether I'm upset about a relationship or starting a new relationship. Has that been has that been a challenge to sort of find how much of yourself to reveal? Um, yes and no. I'm trying to be always myself. Um, I did go through a period of time where I kind of lost that sense of, um, you know, what I like and uh, what I want to do. And, uh, and, that, and that happens sometimes in life. And I stopped listening to a little bit to my inner voice. And um, I got it back. And now I just want to be myself because, you know, people, no matter what you do, they can judge you, they can like you or whatever. But as long as you're, you are yourself and you enjoy your life, that's, that's the most important. Victoria Azarenka, you have been to the U.S. Open final, but you've been there multiple times as a participant. I'm talking to people who want to go to the U.S. Open final as fans. There are not going to be cheap tickets no matter what. If you're going to go, you don't want to buy an expensive ticket. You don't want to buy a fake ticket. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to SeatGeek, and you're going to get $20 off by entering the code BEYOND in the SeatGeek app. It takes less than a minute to download. The app is free, of course. SeatGeek does things other sites don't. It aggregates from the big ticket sites, just like flights and hotels, pulls in all the options from hundreds of sellers to create one-stop shopping for sports and concerts. Shop on SeatGeek. You're seeing every possible ticket option available. No need to go anywhere else. The mobile app makes it easy, seamless, and safe. We said this the other day, Victoria Azarenka. I'm sure you remember. You will not get tickets to the 1915 U.S. Open final. You will not get fraudulent tickets. You will not have to deal with the scalpers on the boardwalk at the U.S. Open. Go to SeatGeek. Download the free app. Code BEYOND. That's the special deal. SeatGeek. I have a tacky question to ask you. Okay. Money. Yeah. U.S. Open, record prize money. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the suites and the sponsorship, there's this sort of theme of, of commerce but sloshing around. When you're out there and you're on one side of the net, is it crossing your mind, hey, if I win this, you know, you, difference between fourth round and quarters, mm-hmm. that's a new car, quarters and semis, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's going through your mind? I mean, players obviously are going to say, no, I'm just playing the ball, but how do you go about your job with hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line and block that out? You know, I honestly never never think about that um, just because... I have that passion for the game. You know, it's you can't say, "Oh, I don't like that winning, winning uh, a U.S. or winning Australian Open." I have this huge check waiting for me. But um, I know it sounds cheesy, but I do play for uh, for the love of the game. I enjoy that moment so much because, you know, when I was injured, I still had all this money, and it didn't give me that satisfaction that I have when I walk on the court and I fight and, you know, I'm all sweating there and I'm sometimes pissed off, but that's the moment what I really that's, live that's for. That's what you're doing this for? Yeah, exactly. I, I always say, though, if you said to any other profession, you know, to a newscaster, deliver this weather report and mm-hmm. it's worth $20,000 or win yeah. this case, and with athletes, we sort of, we don't like to talk about it, we expect them to be there for the purity of the sport, but mm-hmm. it, it always seems to me strange that 
there's a lot of money on the line, and no one. Of course, uh, and 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 I'm sure some players feel um, some type of way, different way about that. But I only speak for myself. But you can't. I I take the money part as something that you know I can make a difference with. You know, I want to help out some other people that I I, I earn money, and I want to help some other less fortunate people. That For me, that's exciting. That's what makes me happy. That's what makes, hopefully makes my family proud, you know, to have that feeling. Last question, and it's going to be a leading question. Okay. You know these courtroom dramas when they lead the witness? <laughs> you're uh, 26 years old now, yeah. you're ranked number 20, but I don't think anyone thinks that's a reflection of, of your place in the game right now. But it seems you're, you're in a pretty good place right now, aren't you? Um, uh, yeah. I am. Uh, I don't look at the rank. A ranking for me no, always mean. been a bonus, but I'm. I feel happy. I feel excited. I feel motivated, and um, you know all those qualities will will make me um, a good player when I go out there. It's just gonna push me to to reach my goals. You don't have to comment on this, but I will tell listeners you are seated twenty, and yet <laughs> people have you after Serena Williams is the player next most likely to win the U.S. Open. I think that says a lot. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. I hope you Go enjoyed enjoy it. the rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you. It was a pleasure. Next time we do this, we're going to have a really swank studio. Victoria Perfect. Azarenka. Thanks. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks to our special guest, Victoria Azarenka. I'm John Wertheim. This is Beyond the Baseline Sports Illustrated's tennis podcast. Enjoy the Open, everyone. We'll do it again in a week. Thank mm-hmm. you.